Welcome to Inside the Groove, a podcast about the music of Madonna. I'm your host, Edward Russell, and every episode I'll be taking a well-known Madonna track and telling the story of how it was written and how it was recorded. I'll be using multi-track sessions and demos to break down the creative process and find out how Madonna has been behind some of the greatest pop songs of the last 40 years. Welcome to the third and final part of the Evita story. Of course, central to the soundtrack and the movie itself is Madonna's voice. Not only was she immediately compared with the other actors who had played the role of Evita on the stage, but there are countless other great singers such as Olivia Newton-John and Karen Carpenter who have sung those beautiful songs. So once again, I've had the opportunity to catch up with Georgina, aka The Honest Vocal Coach, to listen to some of the other versions and discuss them, as well as, of course, Madonna's. And for me, and I think for Georgina too, one version is a cut above the others. I thought we would talk for maybe 10 minutes, but it was enough to do a whole episode. So here we are with the third and final part of the Evita story. So sit back, relax, because all you have to do is look at me to know that every word is true as we go Inside the Groove. Hello, Georgina. Thank you for coming back to Inside the Groove. You're very welcome. I loved it last time. When you said, let's do another, I was like, yes. Well, I had so much fun and I wanted to find a good reason to do it, not just just meet up with you again, because um, you've got such an insight. And while I was working on the Evita episode, I realised this would be an ideal one to bring in because not only did Madonna famously work with a vocal coach to improve her technique, but I know that you've uh, reviewed um, some of Madonna's performances already. Um, and also, I think... It's such an amazing role. Madonna is brilliant in it. Um, whatever you think of her generally in movies, she seems to pull this one off. But it's got quite a legacy of very big, powerful voices behind it performing these well-known songs. And I wanted you to give your little uh, honest vocal coach review, as it were, of some of the versions that have, have existed. So are you ready to dive in? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, the first one I'm going to play is the Judy Covington version which is the original soundtrack album from 1976 this is before the stage show um, and uh, and obviously you know the, the very first version so so let me play you I'm going to play you a verse uh, feel free to give your comments as, as, as you go along or, or we can talk about it afterwards here we go this is the first one and as for fortune and as for fame I never Though it seemed to the world they were all I desired, they are illusions, they're not the solutions they promised to be, the answer was here all the time, I love you and hope you love me. Ah, well, that first, that version, it's it's very storytelling, it's very emotive, but it's also quite powerful when it comes to the vocals. It's not subtle at all. No. It's quite belty, it's quite 
powerful. And I think it shows the power in the character. Uh, and for me, that is one of the best versions of it ever. I mean, that was the very first version. That's the version that kind of defined everybody else's, not to necessarily live up to, but to to be compared with, really. Uh, yeah. And I think Julie's did a wonderful job. It does sound a little bit angry, um, mm. but she was a fierce character. Uh, and I think that she does it really well. Yeah. And she's, I suppose it's a musical theatre voice, isn't it? So it has to be powerful. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Which which she carries off. Um, and she's got that moment where she's got the sort of crying voice as well, which is really emotive. It's fantastic. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she does use that throughout the song. Uh, and I quite like it. It makes it more emotive. It makes you connect with the character better. So she was offered the role in the stage play of Evita and turned it down. Um, and her reason was that she didn't like Eva Perón, which I felt, you know, is a, is a good enough reason to, she didn't think she was a very good person. Um, and But I think she later regretted it because obviously Elaine Page had great success with it. Yeah, I think in this case, as an actress, uh, a role like that, I would have bitten their arm off to play <laughs> that part because it, it did define Elaine Page. That was you know the, one of the first big roles that she ever had and it defined her. She played the character very well. And just because you dislike the character that you play in, I don't know, I think that's a negative way of looking at it because um, actors will be asked to play good characters and bad characters and to just turn it down for that reason I think yeah I, f I kind of feel she made the wrong decision but then again we wouldn't have Elaine Page would we well exactly well, let's, let's listen to Elaine's version it's quite different uh, quite a different performance let me play you this Very different performance. It is. It's more shouty. It's <laughs> a very, very powerful kind of edgy way of singing it. And if you think about what she sounds like now compared to that, <laughs> she kind of yells her way through it. There are <laughs> moments where she she doesn't offer it any resonance, any warmth. But saying that, the character wasn't meant to have any warmth. She's supposed mm -hmm. to be, you know, she was quite a harsh character. Uh, and I, I think that harshness really comes through in that performance. You don't feel for her at all. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> in Julie's version, you feel a little bit of softness and you feel a little bit of warmth towards the character. Whereas with Elaine's, you're like, wow, this woman's quite harsh, isn't she? You know, you don't you don't take to her very well. And I think that's probably why it works. She played the character well. 
Well, I've listened to a more recent version by Elaine. Obviously, her voice has aged a little, but she does sing it in a more softer way, I think. Um, perhaps she's just grown to, to appreciate it in a different way. Did, did you ever see Evita with um, Elaine in it? Have you had that opportunity? No, no, I haven't. Probably too young, I aren't have you? seen Evita, but not with Elaine Page in it, unfortunately. Are you a fan of Elaine? I do like Elaine. I think she's gone through phases of being a little bit, how can I put it, kind of cheesy club singer with some of the <laughs> albums that didn't quite work out. But when she is in musical theatre mo mode, she is just one of the best musical theatre performances that performers that we've ever yeah, had. Yeah, because um, we've got a lot of American listeners, but and they might not be aware that uh, Elaine has a regular radio show here in the uk and she she loves the show tunes and we get to hear all sorts of brilliant stuff yes yes she i like her show i must say it's one of my go-to shows on a sunday to listen to indeed um okay so next is patty lapone who took the version uh to to broadway um again a very different performance let me play you this one and as for fortune, and as for fame, I never invited them in. Though it seemed to the world they were all I desired. They are illusions, they are not the solutions they promised to be. What do you think of that version? Well, I'm not a huge fan of Patti Lapone because I think that although she is a technically great singer, everything has an angry edge to it. Every character <laughs> she plays seems to have an angry, full-on, harsh kind of way that she does it. So that's why she's good at those kind of characters. Um, for me, I actually think her performance there was the best one we've heard so far because it had the most dynamic quality to it. There was powerful moments, but she drew it right back in again. Mm -hmm. That I want you to listen to me. I want you to know that I'm not, you know, what everybody says I am, that there's other sides to me as well. There's more resonance. There's more vibrato in there. That first section has a much quicker rhythm. She kind of mm -hmm. talks it initially, and then it seems to flow a lot more. And I like that playing around with the tempo a little bit because it is a storytelling song. And if you do sing it all on that legato sort of way, it can become a bit samey and a bit long and a bit like, Ugh. you know, what else you got? So she's creating dynamics to keep you interested and draw the story out of the song. To me, it's as a non-singing expert, I would describe it as sounding more singery, if that makes more sense. I think it's the vibrato, etc. It, it feels technically very good, uh, as well as most Yeah. Yeah, there's there's more warmth to it. She's pushing it, but unlike uh, Elaine, she's not releasing it. She's not letting the warmth actually resonate, whereas Patty is. She's pushing it, but allowing that warmth to come through. And I think, I think 
uh, Patty at the time had a more seasoned voice. Uh, by the sounds of things, she'd had a lot more experience than Elaine. And we'll be honest, you know, uh, Elaine did, I think, Cats and this. That was kind of it. Whereas Patty had done probably a little bit more than her at this point. And of course, uh, Patty won a Tony for it as well. Um, so it, it was a great success for her. Um, obviously, felt very close to the part and lots of people were suggested um, and even lined up to play Vita before Madonna. Um, Patty, Patty was not very kind about Madonna afterwards. Uh, I think I'm sure they've all said things in private. Um, but what Patty picked up on was not the singing, but, but uh, the acting and said that Madonna was a movie killer, which... Um, I mean, so there are people that might agree with that, but it, it just felt very, a bit nasty, really. It felt like sour grapes. Yeah, I kind of agree. There is a bit of sour grapes there. I mean, yes, Madonna is not a great actress. We know that. And the films that she did before then, ah, you know, they, they weren't all the best stuff. But in all honesty, I actually thought that Madonna brought something special to the film. Uh, she did engage with the character and she did act it well. She was not, you know, uh, the best actress in the world, but I thought she did a great job. And I do think at the time that it was a good decision on Andrew's part and the whole team mm -hmm. because you do need to get famous faces within films now to sell them. Uh, and as a musical theatre buff, I do this all the time. You know, when new films come out, I go... Okay, Hugh Jackman, they've got him because they mm -hmm. need the face. They've got him. Like the, the perfect example is Russell Crowe in Les Miserables. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Now he could act, but when it came <laughs> to the singing, really not very good at all. Um, mm. But I, I know from that perspective, I know that it's about getting bums on seats. And if you can put Madonna in a an epic movie like that, all the Madonna fans will come and new mm -hmm. fans will come to musical theatre that have not seen it before because of her. So mm -hmm. even though her performance wasn't, you know, as much as good as Patty wanted it, <laughs> I really thought it was a great performance and she acted it very well. And I, she was very believable for me. Yeah, I, I think for me, it's like watching a very long Madonna video because whatever, however she is at delivering spoken dialogue, she is so watchable on screen. Uh, and you've got a you know two hours of her of her here. Um, I'm going to play Madonna's version now. Um, I, I did reach out to Joan Lader, who did all the vocal training work with Madonna, and she very kindly responded, uh, which she didn't need to do, and I was really um, pleased that she did that. But she said that she couldn't speak about Madonna, and I don't know whether she meant that there is there are uh, legal reasons why she couldn't, or or maybe it's some kind of like ethical thing that vocal coaches don't speak about their. Um, the, the students, I don't know, but um, ah, it's most likely to be a sort of NDA procedure, NDA. Um, because um, the majority of the time I'm allowed to talk freely is only when I'm specifically told, nope, mm -hmm. you're not allowed to say anything. So I think in this case, she's probably been, you know, asked to not not release too much information. Yeah. Which is fair enough, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, it was very kind of her to respond. I'm sure uh, she didn't need to. So uh, so that was nice. And I'm obviously so impressed with her work. Let's play um, that same verse, but Madonna singing. Here we go. And as for fortune, and as 
with that I think emotive very emotive and even though it's not the same key as the original <laughs> I actually like it in that key because it shows the warmth of the voice and the the kind of drama and the rawness of it because the higher it is the more you have to push it to make it powerful uh, and I think that lower key gave it something different, um, whether or not we think that, you know, Madonna may have been cheating by taking it down a little bit. I actually think it sounds good in that particular key. Uh, and I agree with you. She sounds more singy than the first couple of clips. Um, but her uh, onsets, hitting those first notes was great. Her breath control was great. There was a couple of moments where she was closing off the vowels. I think she she went a little bit American and a little bit twangy, which is more of a pop thing, but it's only very slight. So my hat goes off to the vocal coach who worked with Madonna because she did an incredible job with her. And I think Madonna's voice is the best she's ever had in her career in this period of time. Out of mm -hmm. everything Madonna has ever sung, this era where she did um, the film and also the sort of album just after, it really was Madonna's best vocal prime, I think. And she, she you know, her ability technically as a singer, as we've discussed before, is it hasn't always been great, although technically I think it's very good here, but it's the emotion. I I feel she sells emotion better than any of the three previous actors we've just listened to. Yes, she really does. I think it's that depth. It's kind of missing from the other ones because of the, the key that it's in. You kind of lose that. And because she's got a generally warmer, lower tone than the other ladies, you mm -hmm. just connect with that. It's like the heart's taken out. Here you go. Here's my heart. <laughs> and you feel it more. Uh, and I, I just think she did a wonderful job. I love the fact that there was an extra song written for the film as yes. well. Just yes. for her, because that was my favourite from the film. Um, it's you brilliant. must and you love must... me. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And you must have heard her perform that at the Oscars. I know you have because you've commented on it. Yes. Again, one of the best performances she's ever done. That period of time, she was so focused on her vocals. It was just just amazing because I think as an artist it's tricky because you've got so many things to think about you're thinking about the genre that you're looking at you're thinking about uh the video and the performance of it and the styling and so many things whereas in this the vocals were so very important so she knew that she had to get that training so she would actually be on it and she totally was would you like to Madonna to do another musical, a movie or, or, or a musical theatre? I think I would. I think she'd have to really take a hold of her vocals again because <laughs> they've definitely gone... Brr, so mm. she'd, you know, bring them back up. But I do know, having 
been sort of following her Instagram, I think it is, that she's Mm -hmm. working on some kind of memoir film book at the moment. Uh, So who knows whether she's going to be in it or she's going to get someone else to play like the younger Madonna. Uh, That could be quite fascinating. And maybe she does sing as part of it. I don't know. But I'd love to see her in something new. What sort of thing, is there a particular role that you can think of? Uh, I mean, people have suggested Sunset Boulevard or something like that, but I can't imagine her doing that. What do you think? No, I don't think that's the kind of character that she would go for. Although there is a certain similarity, I suppose, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting the fame, wanting that, um, you know, to be the icon. Um, But I have a feeling she'll go for something slightly softer than that a warmer kind of interesting character because she does like uh, characters who have got a lot of different facets to their personality. Um, whereas I I feel, although uh, Sunset Boulevard, Boulevard, it is an advanced character, I just couldn't see her playing that role, really. Not yet. No, uh, maybe one day, but she's not there yet, I don't think. Yeah, I think you've got to be um, a certain oh, this is going to come out wrong, isn't it? I think it's a certain age to understand the role, to be out of the limelight, to understand what it's you know like to lose it. Mm. And Madonna's not entirely out of all that just yet. <laughs> no, I can't imagine she ever will be, actually. Now you mention it, she's always going to be super famous. Um, well, thank you so much for your insight. Uh, it's been great. It's always so good talking to you. But um, I didn't realise you were such a, an Evita enthusiast. But of course, it's it's a brilliant piece of work, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's. I've actually got. If I, it'll take me a minute. But on the shelf over there, if I work way way through it, I've got one of the original LP versions of Evita. Um, it was one of the first records that my mum played to me. I had Evita, I had Jesus Christ Superstar, The Sound of Music, um, and a whole bunch of Beatles albums that my dad gave me. Uh, and I've saved them forever, so I'll have to try <laughs> and fish it out. And if I can well, find the... it, I'll send you a picture of me going, like, look. <laughs> that would be yeah. great. That would be really great. Because the very first album, uh, Barbara Dixon um, sang on as well. And her, yes. Her voice is fantastic. It's so beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I like Barbara Dixon's voice. She's on the lower side. She's more of an alto warmth voice. So like yeah. Madonna's, I think there's that extra emotive quality from the heart that you don't necessarily get with the higher toned voices. And of course, her and, Bar- uh, her and Elaine did the soundtrack album for Chess. Is that a favourite of yours? Yes, it is. Oh, goodness <laughs> me. I, the times I have sung that duet uh, with other people <laughs> at karaoke is, yeah, way too many times. <laughs> the big hair. I remember the yes. Peter K version. It was like, yes, yes. <laughs> let's do it again. Listen, I'll let you go, but we will find another reason to speak together about Madonna because I love your insights. They, 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 are, they are great. Oh, I've loved it. Thank you so much for asking me back. Uh, I will be back there as soon as you need me. Just let me know. Well, Georgina can rest assured that I'll be getting her back as soon as I can find the right opportunity. I hope you enjoyed her wonderful insights as much as I did. And after these three specials on Evita, I'll be returning with a more regular format on a classic Madonna song very, very soon. 
I'm going to end by reminding you that I do this all for free and you're welcome to enjoy it that way. But if you would like to say thank you, you can offer a one-off donation or you can also become a patron, which means you pay monthly, but you get extra content. To do either, just head to www.insidethegroove.co.uk and follow the links. And I'll be back with more Madonna goodness very, very soon. In the meantime, stay safe.